Alright, let's get right into this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another fun, exciting episode. TCAD, TCAD, Theatrical Conjecture and Dissertation, a fancy name for on the fancy show. It is I, your hostess with the mostest. Don Legend Chambers coming to you from sunny Orange County, California. Living the life, loving the dream. And coming to you from... It's actually nice and sunny and not hot. No, that's a lie. It is hot. <laughs> exactly. Don't be lying. Coming from hot <laughs> New Orleans. Misery, Stuart. How you it's doing, Miss Stuart? Like, it's not like hell. It's just regular hot. It's just a a pre-version of hell. That right. kind of heat. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Let's not mess around. Let's just talk about the biggest movie out in the world right now, Captain America Civil War. Um, we both have seen it. Uh, it. Well, let's first say this to anybody who hasn't seen it yet. I don't know what you're waiting for because we're going to talk about everything and we're just going to give away everything. And uh, either you stop and go see it now or you're just going to have to deal with learning what goes down. So that was your last warning. Done. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to put a warning siren. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right. I'm going to do it this one time. There are spoilers coming up. Okay? Spoilers. There. All done. Thank you. Oh, wait a second. Do you have a speaker going over on your end? What do you mean? Because sometimes I'm kind of hearing myself back. It, it's still, I mean, it's not anything unusual. I mean, it's like... Oh, wait, are you still on your Kindle? Yeah. Oh, that's it. We but still... when I put it on my computer, it's still going through the speakers on the computer. Yeah, but it's weird. It doesn't give this, this sort of feedback that I'm sort of hearing. Were you getting that last time? No. Last time, it was, uh, and, and you figured it out, it was really just a connection issue. Right. But that's I don't a... know. I haven't put Skype back on my computer, and that is all I have to say for myself. <laughs> That's all right. We will work with the Kindle. <laughs> all right. If if you had to rate it, one to ten, what would you give it? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, general movie goodness you know, like just if it was just a regular movie and I went to the theater and I saw it because I saw it for five dollars and forty eight cents, it was like I'd give it like an an eight. All right. Um in comparison though to Batman v Superman, which is the exact same movie, it's like a twelve. And <laughs> exactly. Batman v Superman is like a minus five. I can I, I agree with that. Um I probably would have given it on a scale of one to ten, eight to nine. Um, it could because it was thoroughly enjoyable, and it, um, it it was just fun, you know. And then yes, it, a big freaking bummer. Yeah, like it, Batman v Superman was. Yeah, and if I'm comparing it to Batman v Superman, yeah, it's like a twenty-five, you know, because. I, I was I was telling somebody else I was like you know what the beautiful thing is in Civil War is that it didn't rain and it was daytime. It was daytime, you guys. 
It wasn't this grim, dark, dreary world. I mean, it, it, it was like, it was actually funny in parts. And then it was fun and it was exciting. But at the same time, it would get kind of serious. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's like some stuff going on. And then when the battle fights would happen, the fights were actually exciting. And I was wondering, oh, snap, what's going And it's weird. I I never once thought anybody was ever going to die. But I was still kind of on the edge of my seat wondering what's going to go down, what's going to happen. I always have Hawkeye dying in the back of my mind. Like, like, like he might. <laughs> because <laughs> he's so extraneous sometimes. Like, I always feel like... That might be a sacrificed character at some point. <laughs> one, of, one of his arrows is going to come back and get him. Yeah. Like, especially that last movie when they introduced his wife and kids. I was like, oh, he's done. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's Once they bring in the wife and kids, you're always a little like, hmm. They're going to make us care about him so they can they can kill him. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's it's it just blows you know, BVS out the water. And, uh, I mean, for, for me, obviously the, the breakout was black Panther. He was awesome. I, I was like, Oh snap. And, and now, now that I've seen him in the costume and out, I'm like, you know what? Nobody else fits black Panther. No, nobody else can be that character. He like, what's his name? Chadwick Boseman. I'm yeah. like, oh, dude, you, you, you've just owned it now. Now when I think Black Panther, I, I just immediately, you are just that person now. Sort of like how Robert Downey, I mean, there's just no other Tony Stark. Oh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, you, you know. Sure. And, and so watching this movie, I'm like, oh, shit, he's like owning this Black Panther. So, I mean, it's, it's just him, you know. Yeah. And man, he kicks some ass. Now we get some, you know, Black women in the Marvel universe now that we've got these three guys which is nice I'm not complaining but come on come on well uh, what's her name Lupita's just been cast in the Black Panther movie I I'll... like her I'm not I'm not given the ugh, eye roll because I don't I think she's great and she's a wonderful actress and I hope she works all the time forever and ever but there are other actresses guys come on well well there's more than just it's like we're freaking Highlanders. Like there can only ever be one at a time. Well, the, see, but see, here's the thing. I think right now they're only putting out like, or they're only uh, I guess revealing the names. Like they revealed Lupita's in it. And I, I just saw on Yahoo that no, Michael B. Jordan is like, is Lupita's in Star Wars and Lupita's now right. going to be terrible. And it's like. But like two years ago, it was Zoe Saldana who was everywhere, and it's like there can only ever be one at a time. I think in this one's going to be a little different because there has to be a bunch more women. Well, there doesn't. You it... saw Egypt gods and kings, and there's like <laughs> no black people in Egypt. Come I, on. I, I think we're dealing with a different animal here. Be the only black people Wait, in Wakanda. I, I think we're dealing with a different animal. So we'll see. and and I have I just have a feeling and they've got my man um um oh god uh, Ryan Coogler directing I I don't doubt that Ryan Coogler will have lots of black people in this movie. Now, I feel like there might not even be any other people. It might just be like jungle and shit, like <laughs> jungle and and three black people. Yes, <laughs> and that's all of Wakanda. The end. I I have more faith. 
Especially... He's in New York, you know, doing whatever he's business he's got to do in America. And whenever they show Wakanda, it's just going to be jungle, that jungle fortress that, uh, after the the credits. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having a pretty good feeling because I I know within the, the Black Panther lore, uh, there's like one of his, his guards, they're all these kick ass women. So he'll, they'll definitely have to be more than just one woman. It's just gonna be one. It's just gonna it, be Lupita, and, that's it. and the, I, I, I think I, I think your bitterness is just is is overriding. You have to have faith in this one. You got to have faith in this one. I just wish Fox would get up off a storm though, and like <sighs> let that happen. Well, the real storm, and not these like wannabes. I just can't with that. It's too. It's too much for me right now. Well, Halle Berry could have. Yeah, Halle. I. I still have an affection for Halle Berry. A storm. Nope. Absolutely not. Especially since she tried to do an accent in the first one, and then it was terrible. And yeah. So maybe she dropped it. Yeah. But I mean, storm, she's storm is not five two. You know, and storm is like a tall, brown skinned, statuesque, Amazon type woman, and Halle Berry is none of those things. True enough. But I'm just being partial because I always like Halle Berry. So. No, I like Halle Berry too. You She's know. fine. I'm coming Halle- at it from the wrong yeah, perspective, obviously. I do, but I don't think she yeah. should be Nina Simone. And that that movie gives me just heart palpitations every time I see the trailer. Yeah, I don't think that movie's coming out. I, I, you don't I, think so? They've been pushing that trailer like everybody's going to get an Oscar. Uh, I think once they – I don't know. Have okay, okay. I've seen the trailer. I know we're off topic, but we'll we'll get back yeah. to it. We'll yeah. I've seen the trailer. It's okay. uh, uh, it's just you know. She's nothing like Nina Simone or her essence or her you know singing. She's also supposed to be playing her in her sixties. That is mind-boggling to me, Don. Mind-boggling. Like, if you leave all the other racial stuff aside, she's supposed to be playing Nina Simone in her 60s, in her GD 60s. And then you have... You know, you can uh, say goddamn. No, it has more impact this way. And then you have David Oyelowo, who's like the one of the executive producers, which, you know what? I used to like him. I was on his team, and now I'm not so sure because this is some suspect decision making on his part, where he's playing, you know, her manager, who was an openly gay man, and this movie is presenting them as having a romantic relationship with this right. woman. She is not a diva at, you know, in her twilight years. I just can't. She's 37 for crying out loud. She looks, you know, 32 maybe, and. And looks nothing like Nina Simone and can't sing and is just frankly not strong enough to, you know, pull out that essence. And the, the mud face makeup they have on her and the fake nose and the fake teeth and the Frederick Douglass wig, it's just an all around hot mess. And I don't understand how at every level of this movie, the decision making process, everybody was like, yeah, this looks good. We're going to get an Oscar. Like, like every level, somebody, somebody had to green light these decisions and they were like, yeah, that's awesome. Her, her skin looks like mud. It looks awesome. We're, we're going to go with it. Like, it's ridiculous. Her nose looks like silly putty. And they're like, awesome, let's go. It, it's happening. Oscar people, it's Oscar time. Ugh, it makes me so mad. I'm going to drink some sangria. <laughs> I think you need, uh, I think we need to, uh, what studio is doing that one? 
No studio's doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly will not be getting our dollars in the movie theater, that's for sure. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's like, you know, we have this problem where, you know, do you put do you go see this movie because you're I'm afraid, you know, if people don't go see a movie, then studios are going to be like, mm, see, we told you there's no market for movies like this and they won't make any more movies like this. Or do you not go see it because you don't want to validate all these awful decisions? I would. I would have agreed with you, but I think it's already been put out there in the Internet and on social media of the horrendous decisions that they've made. In ju- but you know just, the studios always take away But see, the they world. can't. But it, it'd be impossible for them because if they came out saying – if they made any sort of public statement you know, saying that I guess there just isn't a, uh, an audience, the backlash would be immense. It would be immense. I mean they know. They know they've screwed it up. What they're hoping, they're crossing their fingers for is they're just trying to tell people, look, just, just go see it. And trust me, you'll like it. That's that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. But they already know that they've screwed up with the Zoe Saldana um, casting because it's, it's it's just been put out there far too vigorously. And, and and from when she was first announced, trust me, you mentioned the name of that movie and everybody knows. Oh, it's Zoe Saldana as, as Nina Simone. That bullshit. I mean, it it immediately. Just don't understand. I don't understand it either. I don't understand when they get that white dude to play Michael Jackson. Oh my god! Uh, that's gonna be that's right. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. Well, I'm like, all right. You, you keep trying and and see you see what, what happens with that one. Horrible though, is he kind of looks like him too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't you desecrate Michael. <laughs> no, but I think it should have been if they were going to do it, it could have like they could have easily gotten like um what's her face, uh, Diana Ross's son. So there's like, plenty of plenty there are plenty of mulatto brothers out there. Plenty of high yellow negroes out there that could have played that role. Right, 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 right. I'm sure there's an albino black thespian right now in Juilliard. Juilliard trained who was like, this is my time to shine. I was made for this role. Right? And Boom. he just got warted by Ray Fines. Didn't even get a look. I mean, that's a crying shame. That's a crying shame. That's a crying shame. If you're out there, albino black thespian, the, the, call it. Yeah. The, there's no. still hope. There's still hope for y'all. I don't know really in what, but there's still hope. Man, that Michael Jackson thing would have been... There's Little Kim, too, like, you know, the Little oh, Kim's... Oh, God, that's just sad. Did you see her? Yeah, that? yeah. It's wow. just... It's obviously, it's, it's you know, mental issues. That's all. She Shit. perceives herself as being so heinous for whatever reason. That she was super cute, too. Like, that, I just... Yeah, that she needed to literally change everything. And some people say, well, you know, it's because of the the um, the media and the way we've always portrayed, like, white women as compared to black women. Like, white women is the beauty standard and black women it's is a bit ugly. But I'm like, you know what? I understand that. And there is still is some of that out there. But this, to me, this is way, way deeper. 
this goes right. much deeper than than if there is some of that because she is really taking it to 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 kind of Michael Jackson levels you know sure, because I mean, he, even if he did you know he suffered from the, the the vitiligo but he still had a thing where he just never saw himself as handsome or good looking and and he was going to do everything he could to change that and somehow well, for mean, her that comes from abuse too you and know? that too so i'm just saying i don't know what necessarily abuse she must have well, dealt that like her father used to tell her she wasn't you know she wasn't pretty and she wasn't good enough to be anybody's you know wife or anything she was always going to be a side chick basically in no uncertain terms like to be told something like that as a kid i mean that's gonna there are a lot of things that just sort of you don't think about but they stick with you forever and it'll be some random shit like just you just don't know what's gonna stick out at you well that certainly stuck with her sure Uh, that's just ah that's too depressing but uh Circling all the way back to Black Panther, <laughs> have no fear about the movie. I think it'll be fine. But no, within, it'd be great. Yeah, within I, this I, movie, I thought he kicked ass. I thought who? every. I thought within Civil War, I thought Black Panther kicked ass. Oh, sure. I thought the 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 every character just kind of had a moment. I thought and, the, yeah. in the airport scene, I thought Ant Man. From when he was small and then when he got huge, I was like, Oh, that is so awesome. And it was very well orchestrated dance to make there's a ton of characters in this and to make every one of them seem vital for even a little bit of time. It, yes. it, it like none of them seemed like they were just forgotten about or tacked on or extra, like everybody had a part to yes. play in the whole And then the introduction of Spider Man within the MCU was great. Sure. I mean, somebody great. mentioned this to me about that airport scene and, and just how well it was done because the the way they were able to, to weave how the different pairings went down and the way characters would switch and then the fights would change and all of a sudden who was at a disadvantage and had the advantage and then it would go back and forth. I mean, it was – because I part of me sat and watched the fight and, and then I sort of got out of it as just being a fan and I sort of watched it as being like somebody say working in the industry and I'm thinking the the planning of this the blocking and the choreography is just sure. insane and it all works so it's incredibly well I was like I was like a kid watching that that whole sequence because it was so much fun and then and then even that that one part uh in that Moscow bunker where it really got dark Still, I was like, "Oh man, this is it deep." Was still yeah, it was still daytime though, <laughs> and and it had that you know it it had the iconic shot of of Stark firing into his helmet, and I was like, that, "That's just so beautiful," you know. I, it was look. There's really nothing more for me to say. That I mean, we could break down the film all you want, but the basic point is it's. It's a great movie. It it pushes along the MCU universe now into like brand new territory. It invites all these new characters and the new movies that we're going to see. F- f- who the hell's calling me? I'm just going to let that phone ring and not even bother with that. 
Hold on. We'll just stay here and we'll let, let me let it end. Yes, it it pushes the MC the MC universe into a new territory with the upcoming Doctor Strange, Guardian of the Galaxy two, uh, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. I mean, it, it just opens it up for for new people, and then to eventually bring everybody back together for the Infinity Wars or whatever title is going to be. I mean, it's just it's it's so awesome to see a plan work so well the way Marvel's planned this out. And I think when I was in my movie theater, I really do. I turned around, and for a second, I thought I saw Zack Snyder up in the back taking notes. <laughs> which he needs to. Actually, everybody at DC and Warner needed to be in that movie theater watching and taking notes. Because I'm like, Justice that's... League better not suck. Oh. I... The only thing I, I might have some faith is, and I believe they're going to let um, Affleck handle Justice League. I think so, because he's going to handle Batman. You know right. he's going to do a good job, and I think maybe they'll just let him take over, and because, I'd be okay. Yeah, I have faith as Affleck as a director, because he's done some really good movies. So if that's the case, I'm going to be like, I have faith if they leave him alone and sort of let him do what he's going to do, which part of me thinks they won't, because studio executives being studio executives don't understand how that works. But I'm going to hope so. But up until then, you know, DC's still getting this ass handed to him, and Marvel will stay winning and is still winning. And, I mean, this movie's just, you know, it didn't have this 80% drop-off in its second week or some ridiculousness like that. I mean, it's it's going strong, and it's kicking ass. And everybody out there, obviously, you need to go see it. I say you see it anytime. I paid full price. Uh, it, like eight in the evening, and it was worth every cent of that fifteen dollar ticket and forty eight dollar popcorn and drink, or however much I paid for that <laughs> goddamn mess. It's ridiculous. I went and saw it on a Sunday matinee here, and you know, normally when I'm in those Sunday matinees, it's like me and the three hippies and like maybe one or two other guys in there. Mm. And this theater, I mean, it was opening weekend, but this theater was packed. It was Mother's Day for crying out loud. And it was still <laughs> still packed. packed. It was like a bunch of like kids and like, you know, parents taking their kids out. And I'm like, it's it's 1030 in the morning, you guys. Movie nachos are not a good idea. But they were like, you know, everybody had their snacks and their candy and their popcorn and they had a great time. You know, you could see, you could hear. I mean, when I went and saw Batman v Superman, it was silent. It was a downer. Like, it was the biggest bummer of a movie. It was like, they were, it was our vegetables. It wasn't a bad movie. It was watchable. You know, it was palatable. It was like we were forced to eat our vegetables before we got our dessert. That is the Justice League. With the Marvel movies, it's like a really good sandwich. Like it's not disgusting vegetables or, you know, it's not like not even necessarily, you know, ice cream sundae, but it's just like a solid Reuben. <laughs> like, I can, I can, I can, I follow you on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. It's a meal that you enjoy to eat. You're you're happy to be there. You know, you're in a restaurant that you like. And you know, it's yeah. funny funny when you say you know. when you saw BVS and it was just silent because that's the one thing I I when I think back, I do notice that watching in the Marvel movie, I mean, people would cheer, people would clap, or people would 
gasp at certain things. I mean, you know, it, it was just a natural sort of yeah. a noise from a crowd for like moments. And when I saw Batman Superman, even though it was it was like a matinee, but there was people in there because it was like the opening couple days. Yeah, there was there was absolutely none of that. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think the one time I might have heard something was the one scene where Batman was kicking all those dudes' ass, which was still cool. But besides that, I mean, there was nobody cheered for anything. Nobody really. It was just kind of everybody was just really quiet watching. I mean, they probably watching it, was, it like me, like what the hell was, is this? It was all so serious. Yeah. It was just so serious. Like, it was very... I feel like the mistake that Marvel is making is... Marvel? Not Marvel. Um, DC. DC is making... Or I guess it's Warner Brothers. Well, yeah. Is they're well, trying yeah. to make it... Make these superheroes in the world of reality right, right now as we are. Like, it's very, you know... Like, it felt like 9-11. It feels like you're watching news footage... You know, they're getting these real reporters, even though even though Marvel did some of that with like, you know, Nancy Grace or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. still kind of tongue in cheek and they're just making it kind of like a joke that they have these real reporters making these things. But in Warner Brothers, like it felt more real, like they're trying to make it real and they're trying to make it self. It's very self-serious. And it's like it's almost like they're trying to scare you as much as the news scares you. Like they're trying to make it seem it's not an escape for for you which is what you want in a superhero movie you want it to be an escape in a world that you know an alternate timeline or whatever and it's just not any fun to feel you know just the oppressive pressure of actual danger yeah it's, yeah it's not fun i mean i don't know I, hopefully they'll figure that out but um it's stressful is what it is. It's a stressful movie watching experience. It's like that show. Uh, there's a new show on uh, called Containment. Have you seen it? Uh, on what network? Um, it's it's set in Atlanta and it's about this disease that has an outbreak and they cordon off part of the city and there's people on the inside and there's people on the outside and things are getting worse. It's like a flu and it kills you in 48 hours. But that is, that show is stressful AF. Like it's, <laughs> I have to stop watching it. So like, it's like, because it's too real. Like it's exactly the way that shit would go down if it went down. Like, you know, it's just, it's hard to watch something like that as entertainment. But sometimes when it's done right, man, it's, that's some good shit though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, sometimes I like that because it, it's sort of a break from you know some of the other things I'm watching, and when you you have that, when something can bring on that stress or that sort of really get you, have you watching it like at the edge of your seat and just lamenting every after every commercial break. Oh my God, what's going to happen next, or who's going to but- die, or. or- I mean, that show makes you feel like you might need to lock your doors and, like, wrap your windows in saran wrap and not go outside. Even all summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go to grocery shopping and just don't leave the house for a couple of days because you might die. Like, it's it's stressful on a a level that's a little too real. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Let's get real with it. Like, you (laughs) die in two days if you get that. that, uh, that So, listen. 
There really are no other movies out right now for y'all to see. Make sure yeah. you've seen that. Make sure you've seen it. Make sure you've seen it. All right. One thing that got collective cheers and groans and laughter and applause was uh, Independence Day. That trailer. That tra- oh. You know, I uh, they didn't show that one in front. Um, well, uh, I think the interesting one we well I thought was so- somewhat interesting. They showed the the Warcraft one trailer, and I was like, uh, okay. And the one that actually people you sort of heard from the crowd were interested was the Jason Bourne trailer. Yeah. That How one people other- were like, oh, okay. This will be the fourth, I believe. Yeah, Suicide Squad had a trailer, but I'm so over Jared Leto right now. I just can't. And he's playing freaking Lestat, man. They're doing a remake of Interview with a Vampire, which I don't understand why they're doing a remake of Interview with a Vampire. One, there's like 10 books in that series, and there's plenty of other vampire movies. Like, we're ready to move on to the next chapter in the saga of Lestat. Interview with a Vampire is done. Boom. We got it. Tom Cruise is good. Let's continue with it like they did, you know, the soft reboot with Mad Max in a different story. Like, they could have done the Vampire Lestat or the Body Thief or, you know, the one that needed to be redone was freaking Queen of the Damned. But that's neither here nor there. It's also going to be Jared Leto, who I'm kind of over at this point of his want to be Daniel Day-Lewis theatrics. Like, I just can't even with this guy. He's a method, what can I say? No, that's not method. That's that's asinine. He's asinine. <laughs> just exercises and masturbation is what it is. Isn't that the, isn't that just the industry as a whole? It it is it's in some respect, but he's one of those people that has like actor disease. Like I I could see it, he's got actor disease. Like you know what I'm talking about when you go to a restaurant in Hollywood and you're just chilling with your friends or, you know, you're actually heaven forbid you're at an actual business meeting, but you're like, you know, you're doing your thing, you're living your life. And then there's somebody in that restaurant that's talking way too loud Mm -hmm. and laughing loud and drawing all the focus, like pulling focus and drawing attention to themselves and talking about what they're working on and how amazing it is and name drop. Like he's one of those. And I hate those. Like it, I don't even tell people necessarily that I, I work in the industry. It's just if, if if it doesn't come up, like if it's not part right. of the actual conversation. But there are people who find ways to bring it up because they want you to think that their life is more exciting than theirs rather than, you know, pushing a conversation forward. And it's just asinine is the only, only way I can – repugnant – I mean, if somebody <laughs> if somebody sends me a used condom and they're a co- they might get, get stabbed. I'm just gonna like they want to be method like that. We might have to be method like that. We might have to take it there. We might have to take it to the parking lot, like for real. That's why he didn't send one to Viola Davis because he knew she could tell she had that twinkle in her eye, like she might stab a bitch if. <laughs> She got to use condom in the mail. Yeah, you you ain't sending that to Viola. Nah. Okay. Absolutely not. Vi- I want kind of CCH pounder gravitas that you don't have to say it that people just know. Just know that you, you will kill somebody. You don't do that. You can be method all you want, but not to me. Mm-mm, not today. I'm not the one. <laughs> 
I ain't having it today. <laughs> Just the worst. Woo, girl. This almost that almost sounded like a, an episode of Good Times where Florida Evans was just going off. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the one, Don. I am mm -mm. Not. You ain't having and, it. No, and I don't like confrontation. I don't want to get into a fight. I am extremely pleasant for the most part. But there are things that you just do not do. You have worked too long and hard to keep JJ out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to... Just to have that boy throw it all away. You crazy? Drop a water bottle on <laughs> Thelma's football player husband's foot and end his career, career before it even gets started. <laughs> and they all got to move into their tiny-ass apartment. Is that boy crazy? <laughs> you have to beat somebody now. <sighs> James! Where's James? He, he died in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he die again? Did he want to go do Roots? Is that why he he got murdered? He got killed off the show. I I, I I don't I don't know the whole story, but well, I know he was doing movies and he was right. trying to renegotiate his contract. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was because of Roots that he just had to get rid of him. I just find it funny. Like, what it, it was was it in the story that he went to? I thought he went somewhere to was it Alaska for oil went, or? Yeah, he worked to Alaska to work on the pipeline. That's so, right. And then he got killed in an accident. My man went to Alaska and died. Black man in Alaska dead. That I mean, it just sounds about right. It's like you shouldn't have been there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, Jesus. That's, he went to Alaska. Th that's kind of funny. Um, I'm sorry. It just sort of is. Just, let's see what John Amos says. I'm just saying. Oh, because he didn't agree with the shucking and jiving. Oh, shit. It just got real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. That's an even better reason. Shoot. Oh, he fell yeah. with the two younger children, one of whom aspired to be a Supreme Court justice. Um, that the And the daughter, uh, Bernadette Stannis, that she aspired to be a surgeon. And the differences they had with the producers of the show, he felt that too much emphasis was being put on JJ and his chicken hat and saying dynamite every third page when just as much emphasis and mileage could have been gotten out of the two other children. So he was saying there was too much shucking and jiving on the show. I, I can believe that. I can believe that. Because I, I can see how they decided that JJ is the star now. And so they probably got too centered on his ridiculousness and just ignored what could be two like solid characters so I, I can understand where he's coming from totally yeah they labeled him a disruptive element just like they label every black man oh, that is cold Norman he said Norman Lear called him and he's like I got some good news and some bad news what do you want to hear first and he's like it's your dime you made the call <laughs> and he said the good news is it got picked up for another season. The bad news is you won't be with us. <laughs> <laughs> that is real. Oh, man. It's a cold-ass world, boy. He said the show is making a coonery out of the family, and he couldn't be a part of it anymore. <laughs> you goddamn right, James. You goddamn right. So it wasn't over money at all. It just got really real, you guys. Mm-mm. 
Listen. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why I wasn't, but whoa. John Amos is the man. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. And if you need a reminder, just watch Die Hard 2. Period. He's Cleo McDowell. Or Coming to America. Period. Got the big Nick. <laughs> man, please. Speaking of TV, I'm still catching up on my Empire episodes. I gotta say, Jesus, that show just gets crazier and crazier in these episodes. Empire. Oh, see, I haven't watched that since the first season because it's... I hear it's a lot of drama happening. Like, it's I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm finishing up the first season. I'm just like, good lord. Oh, okay. So you don't. You haven't even like these late. Like this recently. Like I, I, I have Hulu, so I catch the exactly the teasers, and it's like drama city. Yeah, it's 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 so over the top, crazy and ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great because it gives. It's like it's 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 giving black people a chance to be just as crazy as like they'll give everybody else without it being over, like they're not stressing harping on the point of the fact that they're black, but they'll use nope. they'll use their blackness as part of the craziness. Yeah, it's it, it's like it's it's awesome because I I'm like hey. If they could have a Dallas or a Falcon Crest in their ridiculousness for 20-some-odd years, I'm oh, like, sure. let's get some Absolutely. black people doing the same thing and just as it's off the wall. Seriously, and it's awesome. It's awesome. And then um, what else was I watching on TV? Or Actually, I shouldn't say what I was watching on TV so much as what was I streaming. Of course, Game of Thrones. Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I can't. Uh, Game of Thrones. They're they're fucking with us at this point. You know, maybe I will say so far the start of this season, every episode feels short to me. And yeah, I, like I, they're not getting up off of nothing. Like I feel like next episode, Bran's gonna get to the top of the stairs of the Tower of Joy, and well, then they're gonna go watch Rickon get killed by. Uh, Ramsey, and then we won't. He'll get to the door, and you'll hear something, and he'll like peep through the keyhole, and that'll be the end of the episode. But but it, there's still a lot of good stuff that they're pulling out of some of these episodes, or I should say, the maybe the last two, because look, everybody was just let's face it, we were all really waiting for Jon Snow to come back, and then when he finally came back, we were like, whew. Then it was like that, like mic drop. Oh <laughs> yeah, ended. Boom! And so now, everybody, okay, he's got to be, he's going to go kick some ass or something. So I don't. I'm, he goes and gets that ice dragon. That's what I want to happen. I don't care what he does, just as long as he goes and kicks some ass on an ice dragon. I mean, even better. <laughs> I was hoping that his resurrection would be a little more. Uh, flashy than than it was like in my mind I was hoping that uh, Melisandre would do her her business and then it wouldn't work or so she thought and then they would take his body and they put it on a pyre and then mm. he would get up out of the fire like like a Targaryen in all his like flaming fiery glory and be like Jon Snow is back bitches like it would have just been a little bit more me personally I was this motherfucker calling again well, whatever Again with this. I'm just this a very, popular person. This is very unprofessional, Don the Legend Chambers. It is, but that's how we roll. 
Me personally, I was always hoping that like they would have buried him outside in like a forest and then that that dead king guy would have come by, stuck his hand in the dirt, pulled John out, like tapped him on the forehead and made him like his lieutenant and then Jon Snow would lead like an undead horde of of army and just make just a swath of destruction through the land. Oh, that would have been awesome. I could dig it. I mean, maybe it could still happen. I don't know, but just in my head, I'm like, that'd be great if he just had an undead army behind him that just couldn't be stopped because they're already dead. What are you going to do? To me, that would have been nice, but hey. I will say for future TV, I am kind of excited to see what this Preacher series is going to be like. Uh, seeing some of the promos, and I'm like, okay, I need to do some research on the comic. I'm not up on what it's about or what the uh, lore is to it, but yeah, I like Dominic Cooper, and again, the promos looked interesting, so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give that a look. There's some interesting stuff. Like, I'm interested in seeing, you know, Wayward Pines Season 2. Mm. Um, is the new Twin Peaks coming out this summer? Don't know. Haven't heard anything. What do we have in our new summer TV lineup? Is there summer is TV. there a summer TV lineup anymore? Yeah. I mean, do they do that anymore? Yeah, like Wayward Pines is a summer show. Uh, like, once everything kind of goes off the air, let's see. What's coming out this summer? I, it's weird. Like the one thing I miss about working at Fox is upfronts. Oh, Ugh, like not knowing, like you, like the rest of you plebes, is just the worst. <laughs> I'm used to knowing everything that's coming on TV. How does like, life even exist? Yeah, like I don't know anything. Like a freaking luddite. Okay, so Preacher is going to be a summer show that's starting May 22nd. Wayward Pines season two is uh, on the 25th. Uh, Bloodline. Mm. He's got the dad from um, Super 8. Um, what's his name? Kyle Chandler. Uh, Feed the Beast. I don't know. Something with David Schwimmer. I saw that with Schwimmer, oh. and I'm like, eh. But now when I see Schwimmer, I just think of Rob Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, that's pretty excellent for him. Hey, you know? I don't know what that is. I think the only thing I'm really looking forward to besides, well, Preacher out of the sheer curiosity, and I don't know if, well, you're probably not really into this. I'm just uh, anxious for that, for the new Amazon series. It's going to be called uh, The Grand Adventure with uh, uh, Clarkson, May, and Hammond from uh, Top Gear. Mm. I'm a Top Gear guy, so when they left Top Gear, I was like, oh, oh, no. And then now that they're on Amazon and going to have their own show, it's a car show. I'm I'm just stoked. Can't wait. If you if you've never seen Top Gear, and I don't know if you have, yeah, I've seen it. It's to anybody out there who hasn't. I wholly recommend watching some past episodes and just just any one of them, and then watch and just watch the their crazy adventures that they do with cars or or the. Just the things that they decide they want to have fun with in cars, it is awesome. It's it's stuff that you, you like. You know what? Only the British could have come up with this idea. 
they tried it with Top Gear America, but the thing that they failed to realize is it works so well in the British show is because those dudes are actually friends. Or they've become friends at this point. So there's real chemistry. Even what, even in whatever bits are staged or whatever, you never know because the chemistry is great. The way they get along is great. Even when they yell at each other, it feels real. And that Top Gear America was was just nonsense of trying to throw together three dudes and pretend to have these burrow moments, which didn't make any sense. No. So this grand adventure on Amazon, it's it's just going to make me have to get the Amazon subscription now. You know, yeah. So that's another subscription I gotta, I gotta get. Oh right, that movie, uh, that show, Get Down, is coming out this summer. Did I show you the trailer for that? No. It's on Netflix. It's like about uh, disco in the seventies, and it's uh, like the the beginning of hip hop, oh, and it's a. I'm there. I am there. And it's a. Uh, it's just. It looks just yeah. the the most. <laughs> I'm there. I'm totally it's there. The most. That show is the most. And I'm Giancarlo totally there. Esposito's in oh, it. Yeah. Like it's got a lot of good actors in it too, but it's like a oh, yeah. lot. Oh yeah. But um oh, before I forget, the, the only other thing I can think of is if anybody out there gets chance, this is going to be my recommendation. Sometimes I have recommendations. Most of the times I don't. But this is a recommendation. If you get a chance to see a movie called Midnight Special. Oh, yeah. I, I Check I it out. I was going to see that. What is it? It's good? It's... How can I even describe it? Actually, no. I think at its core, it's a... Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a it's, a, it's like a love story of a parent to their child. That's what it is at its core. And it's okay. about how far a parent will go for their child but the overriding factor is I don't maybe a thriller a mystery yeah it's like a thriller because or... I mean you, you just start off you're in the middle of some shit and bit by bit by bit it gives you little things some things it doesn't and, and you just sort of have to not even so much figure it out but you just gotta kind of come up with your own wild guesses as to what some things are and even yeah. in the end, the the payoff, I thought maybe from um, from a pacing standpoint, they probably could have tightened it up for a little bit of harder impact. But I thought even in the end, you still sort of felt, kind of felt it what they were going for. And it's it's sort of one of those where you after you watch it, you're just like, what the hell did I watch? It's it's a good one. I I wholeheartedly recommend. People go check that out. Midnight special. Absolutely. And right now I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a look at uh, Nymphomaniac, the director's cut. <laughs> just to okay. see what was the big just deal. To see. And just the tip, and, just for and literally yeah. just to see. <laughs> I'm like What's the big deal about a movie like putting sex on film when that stuff is all over the internet anyway? Yeah, Mark was telling me he saw this movie. It was called Love. It was a, a French movie, I think. It was at uh, 
the film festivals this year and everybody was like, you know, clamoring about it. But it's, he said like, it wasn't even that great of a movie. Like the quality wasn't even that good, but the opening scene is this couple and this woman's like jacking off this guy for like three full minutes and like fully it's happening. And that's it. And it's like, okay. Right. Like that's art now. I'm like, you know, there's a website called like Pornhub where you could see that. Loop tube. It, it, I mean, and there's a billion scenes of that done with a lot more care and imagination. At least yeah. I think. Maybe not so much great lighting, sure. But hey, you might get more than three minutes worth. Apparently, it's not even that good. Like it, like not the the scene, but like the movie in general is like. You know, everybody's clamoring for it at these film festivals because it's art, but it's just, you know, if it didn't have that scene, would people still care? Like, you know, you can't. It's just like a gimmick. It's gimmicks. Like, you know, you sacrifice story and you sacrifice plot and you sacrifice substance for style or, you know, a gimmick or, you know, a gratuitous three minute hand job. But whatever, I don't know. I don't know anymore, Don. I really don't. Three minutes. Maybe, three minutes is kind of long. Maybe Nina Simone movie is Oscar worthy, and I am crazy, and I don't know what I'm. I'm. I'm living in in a world of delusion. Maybe you've gotten grouchy in your old age. I don't think so. I feel like I'm enormously optimistic. It's just I feel like there's a certain taste level. Where, I don't know, maybe I just don't know. I'm going to drink some more sangria, though, and it'll be okay. Put some extra alcohol in there, and you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. So listen, we're inviting all of our tens of listeners. Please get in contact with us. And I just want to say, you know... Thank you, uh, Michelle Obama, for the call. <laughs> Maybe I'll donate. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I just thank you for your concern, you know. Um, so if the rest of you guys out there want to be as cool as Michelle Obama who called us, and maybe she didn't call me by my first name, but that's neither here nor there. Definitely give us a call on our phone line. Which, you want the number. Which, <laughs> boom. It's 504 345-9344 Boom You can find us on Facebook obviously TCAT Podcast We're on Twitter At TCAT Podcast We're also on Gmail TCAT Podcast at gmail.com All those ways to get a hold of us Tell us what you want, what you think uh, I will say uh, A thank you To all of our listeners Who are definitely streaming And downloading off of uh, HipCast um, I've seen some of the numbers And I'm like alright you know There's definitely somebody Or several lots of somebodies Who are streaming And starting to do some of the downloading So we appreciate that uh, I don't know how to see the iTunes numbers As of yet um, But maybe it just takes some more time For iTunes To start really Showing up I'm not sure But to those that are streaming and downloading, we appreciate it. Feel free to um, 
get in contact with us. Love to hear from you. Um, just for those wondering, no, I wasn't in cans with my boy George. He wanted some time with the wife. I was like, cool, all right, we won't hang out this time. But when you get back, you know, we'll shoot some pool or just have some some bro time or something like that, you know. I'll let you know how it goes uh, next time. But um, definitely everybody out there, go see uh, Civil War. Make sure you're keeping up on your Game of Thrones, Empire. And somebody, let's, let, let's, let's bring back good times. Let's start watching that old series again. Since we can't watch the Cosby show anymore, let's watch another yeah, black family. Cosby show anymore. <sighs> that one kind of hurts. Fortunate because you know, you know, Texas Bledsoe needed them residual checks, y'all. Like, I feel like that's just kind of messed up. That I understand, you know, everything that's gone down with Bill Cosby, but it's like all of these other people who are affected and have to, you know, lose their residual checks and have to be punished for that, that one. Hurts because there's so many good episodes of the Cosby show. No, it's such a good show, such a good show. It's really unfortunate. Ah, uh, but you know what? I... Sorry, that's me. That's all right. If it comes back on, you know what? I'm still going to watch it. I just can't help it. It's just too much good stuff in that Cosby show. I'm just sorry. Stop. That's all right. Please stop. <laughs> the Nina Simone trailer was trying to play. And it oh, t- turn that off. Turn I don't know off. what to do. <laughs> Obviously, your Kindle doesn't like you. And also, I want to ask your tens of listeners if if you want to start a um, get Miss Stewart a real computer fund. We're no, definitely no, I taking. I got the computer. But we want to get you a real one. A real one. Like a real one. Like I the want a real one. like the latest and greatest one. That would be amazing. See, so if you want to do I'm that for the beauty box, though, if anybody wants the Patreon us. And get me the beauty box. That would be amazing. Exactly. If you it's do a, that, it's a plugin for Final Cut Pro that makes everybody beautiful. Beautiful. She will send you a signed headshot. <laughs> she will respond also by sending you an email thanking you. One email. One email thanking you, and she will also give you a shout out on the show. And uh, I don't know about you, but if you've ever gotten a shout out from Miss Stewart, it's is one you remember. <laughs> That's for sure. And maybe, maybe, might invite you on the show. That's a big maybe. Hey. You never know. That's a big get, though. That's a big get, and you'd be able to talk to Miss Stewart yourself and tell her all how much you'd appreciate and love listening to her and blah 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 whatever else you want to say it'll be some FaceTime and there's nothing wrong with some FaceTime even though technically you won't be face to face but you you get the point although maybe I mean you know it's all maybes but you know what nothing won't happen (laughs) until you donate and get that beauty box for her so chop chop boys get on it or girls, or whoever, doesn't really matter. There's all no movies, it's all lies, right? That's okay. It's all lies. We all live the lie. We all love it. 
nobody looks that good. <laughs> it's all lies, you guys. Except for Halle Berry. She might. She got she got a little beauty box here and there too. She doesn't need much. No. Listen, black don't crack, so she holding up well. It doesn't, but beauty box fixes more than just age. It fixes everything. It does. I'm telling you, like there are some people who are probably walking around your neighborhood right now. Famous AF. Who could use some beauty box? You don't recognize them because that's in real life, and it's not beauty box on TV. Beauty box is a fountain of youth. One of y'all probably live next door to Scarlett Johansson, and you have no idea. She lives in BFE, Wisconsin, and y'all don't even know. Wisconsin, get on it. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all it's all lies, you guys. That's all right. Get on it. But all right. Until the next time, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Miss Stewart. Mr. Chambers. As always, thank you for showing up. We'll see you all in the next episode. See you.